Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula and we're the Daydream Club. And we've got a beautiful episode for you today. I'm really, really looking forward to this because this one is a podcast episode I feel like I could listen to like a few times not just to listen you, you, yeah, you normally listen to a podcast i think to find out about like the tracks and things but this one i could just have on as like a little mini compilation <laughs> i think we always so even though it is a podcast and technically we don't have to listen to the tracks we always listen to the tracks as if it was a radio show yeah to to feel it and then to be able to talk about it and um, yeah so i'm looking forward to listening through these tracks and really giving it time which maybe in everyday life you don't always give tracks time no no, and this this uh, requires some time. Or it just feels like it presents you with time. I think it's the type of tracks that you listen to and it gives space. Slows time yeah, down, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, so anyway, without further <laughs> ado, um, I started looking. So we've covered loads of the like the classic artists from the past through history um, in the catalogue of Wise, Mu- wise Music. Sorry, um, I went to say Wise Choice. <laughs> just say Wise and I get to say Wise Choice. Um and so and then I started thinking, well, you know, they've got loads of great modern artists yeah. as well. And I want to explore them a bit. And then I, as I was going through, I kept finding these awesome collaborations within some of the modern artists. And so this is a modern collaboration episode. Yeah. And there's some amazing results from those collaborations. It's right up our street, isn't it? This? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. kicking off with Ulifa Arnold's and Bonobo. Yeah. I mean, it's a good start, isn't it? Yeah, it's really great. I mean, we were into Bonobo. I, I wasn't quite into Bonobo as early as you. I think I was into the... Uh, was I into the 2006? The Days to Come. Days to Come album. But you're yeah. a... I like, was there from the beginning. So 2000, he released early, Animal Magic. Yeah. Um, Simon Green, that is. Uh, his alias is Bonobo. And I just picked... I was in Bridport and I picked up this CD in a little CD record shop. And it just looked cool. It's like, okay, I don't know what that is, but yeah, let's get it. And, That's uh, back in the day how you used to have to find things. <laughs> it was just, I like the artwork and that was it really. Um, and yeah, it's, what, a, what a gem. Yeah. And then I bought the next one and I've been a fan for life, so... yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? That yeah. And then Ulla Arnold's, we already, you know, everyone knows and loves as well. Um, oh, so this collaboration is just... Yeah, so I know, special. yeah, you, you know Ulla Arnold's, yeah. but do you know, no? Like, okay. So I found a little, just like how he got his start. You might know that he got his start as a drummer in heavy metal bands, or maybe mm-hmm. you don't. Nope, knew that. I either. didn't know it was heavy metal bands. I knew he was a drummer in bands, but I didn't know it was heavy metal. Well, um, I, do you know what? I could have guessed that because of Iceland's got quite a, like, there is big, quite a, yeah, it's yeah, quite a popular genre scene. in the country. Um, and in 2004, one of his bands were touring with a German, German metal band, uh, Heaven Shall Burn, and as a fan, he, he gave them a demo of some kind of really dramatic prog rock songs he'd <laughs> been working on, on his own. Um, and he'd been making them at home. And he, he says, quotes, it had badly computerized strings and piano on it. Um, and he thought nothing of it then. That was it. Time went by. A few months later, they got in touch and asked, you know, could you compose some of these kind of things for our intro and outro for our oh, next album? That's cool. Um, but only with strings and piano, not any other stuff, just okay. strings and piano. And uh, that was basically like his first step into the classical, neoclassical world. That's a pretty cool start. Yeah. That feels quite organic. I do. And then I think from that, he probably, I think he got like spotted by a label and was like, do you want to do a whole 
excuse me, choked on my own tongue. <laughs> do you want to do a whole... Do you want to do a whole album of this kind of album. stuff? I think... So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You get too excited. Yeah, that's it. that is really cool. And then from that, it's massive. Oh, then it's just... Tick- I mean, yeah. he's obviously a lover of many sounds, and I think that's what's cool about him. Yeah. You know, he is in. he's kind of in a particular genre of neoclassical and composing you know and stuff but he has all these electronic i was gonna say with nils from and stuff that that yeah well so the reason him him and simon green from bonobo met was because simon green has his own festival one day festival in london called outliers um and he had chiasmos playing Ah, which is another offset of ulifer so it's ulifer and uh, janus rasmussen and it's kind of electronic stuff and after his set uh, Simon and Ulifer kind of bonded <laughs> on this uh, electronic ride cymbal sound that Kiasmos had used. Just and they were just geeking out on it, just like, oh, yeah, really love that That's ride quite cymbal. Nice, <laughs> so what is it? Oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, I've used that as well. It really makes a difference. Friends. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. So I got all my information as well. I watched a, um, a Zoom call video thing from COVID times of Simon and uh, Ulifer chatting is this about so this all, track then? All, all of this information is like direct from them which i always think is quite cool mm. yeah and so they were talking about that and uh, is that when they is that when they worked on this then was it during covid so after they'd formed a bond there later on then ulfa invited him over to iceland to visit mm. they ended oh, up doing a gig nice. together then they went camping in the icelandic oh. highlands which sounds oh, wow. just lovely i want to go <laughs> Invite me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and so then after this lovely, you know, Icelandic Highlands camping trip, they went back to the studio together with no real plan and just laid down the essence of what became Loom, which is mm. the track we're going to play. Um, and it was kind of finished remotely because then COVID happened. Right. So it started before COVID and it was interrupted yeah. halfway through. Okay. Um, I was going to say, because I thought the date was 2020 on this. And uh, Ulifer says it was like a testament to getting lost in the moment. Like, oh, no plan, nice. just vibing off of all that nature they'd experienced. And then this is what comes out. I mean, it's great, isn't I it? I always can think hear this it. is why Iceland creates amazing music. Because you've got the inspiration, haven't you, on your doorstep. It's just like a beautiful place. Yeah, but I mean, inspiration is everywhere, isn't it? Well, it's funny you talk about inspiration, actually. I, I think you even made a note about that. So oh, as what? if you're staring at my notes, but I, I don't think you have been. No, I didn't know <laughs> So um, they even talk on that video about uh, what do you do when you're stuck for inspiration? And they both then pulled out this little box of cards called the Oblique Strategies. Well, they had the same box of cards. They had the same box of cards. And I'd never heard of it, but they're made by Brian Eno and Peter Schmidt. Initially, the first issue was in 1975. Specifically to help creators and artists and, and musicians to these... break any kind of block and and find inspiration so what, what's in the box what's they, in the box they gave a couple of examples <laughs> what's in the box <laughs> so like one example would be on the card it would just said uh, give the game away give the game away another card said do something boring mm. and then another one was uh, use an unacceptable color which i found that one inspires me most yeah like I would then colour, take from like that tone. of like you're creating a piece, everything's harmonic and lovely, mm. but then put something in there that almost doesn't belong. Mm. Mm. So that one, I was like, okay, yeah, that's inspired me already. Yeah, I don't okay, know about so the other two. Have a look at Do getting, something what, boring. Get, I mean, maybe it's like you could take from that to just step away from music, mm. get out of your studio, 
and just going. They've clearly got a lot in common, though. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe all musicians know about these things. I don't. Yeah. Never struggled much with inspiration. Maybe that's why we haven't got the box, though. Yeah. (laughs) But I can see how that would be really useful. I'll take you in a different direction. We also, there's a, a YouTube girl that we watch. She's like a funny inventor. She makes really oh, pointless Simone, inventions. Simone Gersh? Gersh, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, she's invented these dice that when you're struggling for inspiration, you roll the dice and they each have like a different thing and it makes you then invent yeah, something I really totally like random. She's, she's quite great. fun. She's really great. Anyway, what a tangent. <laughs> so um, let's listen to Loom. it. This is yeah. Loom by Ulf Arnolds and Bonobo released in 2020.
Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, it's going to be a nice show, isn't it? It's. I feel like that sets the vibe. It definitely sets the tone. Mm. You can hear, I presume that's uh, like Ulifer's, um, what's kind of become a bit of a trademark um, delay piano, because he has like two pianos on stage, mm. doesn't he? And one is programmed to like do shadows of the other one or something i don't know i don't know whether that's what they'd actually done there but because mm, they're both like producers yeah well, definitely so it could, yeah. it's almost it's impossible almost to know who's done what in there and i think yeah. that's a good uh, collaboration then when it's so intertwined yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. oh it's just great though. great yeah you can hit, almost hear <sighs> the icelandic highlands in yeah there. but that's what i mean i like uh, we've listened to this loads in prep of this and yet i can sit and listen to them all again because yeah. they're just I can't get sick of them. I'm not so sure. keeping the the beauty going, <laughs> um, the next artist or the next collaboration is Anna Bruin and Dustin O'Halloran. Oh, here's another great uh, one. No, it's so another good. 2020 release as well. So there's a lot of creativity bursting out of COVID. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was intended that way, but and I wasn't specifically looking purpose specifically looking <laughs> for 2020 stuff either. Just. Uh, happen that way was this another covid collaboration then one well, no not not initially but it's ended up being that that's when it's then oh, come out i was gonna say because if it had been a little bit later in like a bit further on into covid you'd think maybe it's opened up like opportunities for people who wouldn't have worked together but it looks like all of these had started the co- yeah, collaborations before yeah yeah so the, the track we're going to look at with, with the collaboration is Lose My Way. I got all this information again from Anna Brun's website. So mm. it's straight from the horse's mouth, which is just so refreshing. Mm. <laughs> Normally dealing with very Wikipedia much, much older like artists. It's, it's, yeah. it's nice just to get actual up-to-date yeah. uh, quotes and things from That's people. Um, so they decided to try and co-write in Dustin's studio on, they say on a very warm Berlin night back in 2016. Mm. So the collaboration actually happened Way ages ago. It's just that it, it just finally kind of got finished and was ready to be released in 2020. Mm. Um, and at that point of doing the collaboration, they'd not long become friends. So it's mm. kind of a fresh friendship. Um, but when they met for this session, it was only a few weeks since her dad had passed away. Oh. So she says she was in a very special, vulnerable state of mind. We had a glass of wine and improvised our way to this song, which was finished the same night. Wow, nice. So when you're listening to it after we've finished gabbing, you can can put yourself in that that state, suddenly the the words really come to life. Okay, because I haven't listened to the lyrics at all. I have to, like, I was just listening to the the vibe. Well, the vibe is beautiful. I mean, and Dustin O'Halloran, he's done like a. A whole solo piano well, album. Well, a winged in the victory past. from the sun. You might, you might know, the uh, yeah, the name from. Yeah, so um, he, he makes beautiful music on really his own. Really ridiculous. And she's good got music. great songs. Uh, so together, so it's a it's a great pairing. Mm. Um, and she said the the words came out of her like a message to her dad. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then then the following day they recorded the album version that we're about to listen to. Okay, we need to listen to it now because so I need to re re uh, digest these lyrics. Yeah. Okay. okay, so do you want to introduce it? Yeah, so this is Lose My Way by Anna Bruin and Dustin O'Halloran.
gorgeous you know it gets me to wondering as an artist you can channel your grief or your thoughts into a song and kind of get it out of you mm. i wonder how other people who haven't got that what, what can you do Cathar- what type of cathartic yeah. practice um you just write it down on a piece of paper whatever's coming out yeah it's interesting talk it is counseling. a privilege i think as a musician to be able yeah. to just pour that stuff out of you and then you do feel kind of better like a weight has been lifted like okay I've got that out of me a bit and maybe I understand what's going on in my head or something. Mm, mm, I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's definitely mirrored through music, like your emotions. Yeah, you oh, can... it's gorgeous. There's some lovely uh, subtle string bits that creep in. Yeah. They don't really steal your attention, but if you're listening for them just and, a little bit. And if you bit, took it away, you'd really notice it just yeah. pads out the whole sound, makes it something quite special. Yeah, I really like I really that's like that. Such a nice it's collaboration. Very nice. Yeah. And and so to carry that on, I found another co- a collaboration between those two. And it was actually released earlier in 2018 than the 2020 release. But obviously that 2020 release of Lose My Way was recorded, recorded in, in 2016. 2016. So yeah. chronologically, they uh, created Lose My Way. Then from that, like, oh, we should work together again for Horizons from the uh, the film uh, Puzzle. Um, Which was released <laughs> in really, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> really convoluted it's like uh, a number dump on paragraph you there. there uh, yeah. yeah, basically, they worked on Lose My Way first. <laughs> they didn't release it. They released Horizons in 2018 and then later on Lose My Way was released. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but <laughs> so onto clear. Horizons. Yeah, so, so it's for the film Puzzle, which Dustin O'Halloran was working on for the comp- like, like the music for it. And uh, he said that they'd got to like kind of the end of the film and they needed it to be extra special for the mm. close mm. of the film. And he was like, we have to have a really special voice. We need Anna Brun on oh, this. Nice. She has got very rich, got like, gorgeous ridiculously tone, she? beautiful voice. Yeah. So he pulled her in and they worked on a track for that. And, uh, and this is the result. So the story, just to fill you in, of Puzzle tells the story of Agnes, who was taken for granted as a suburban mother, discovers a passion for solving jigsaw puzzles that unexpectedly draws her into a new world. Oh, I've not seen that film. I've not seen the uh, film, we'll but the, it's an interesting premise, like just the writing of it, of getting into jigsaw puzzles and stuff. But yeah. we'll, we'll have to uh, look that one up. Um, can be. I think they said somewhere that it's uh, interesting how much story you can get out of kind of such a simple story, mm. like in the blurb of it. Um, but anyway, it's, a, it's another gorgeous piece, and I just wanted to show you a snippet just to like they're clearly good yeah. collaborators i was gonna say it works whatever they have whatever like, they're doing yeah, yeah it's really 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 nice so this is horizons Gary's on its shoulders, standing
on to our next collaboration, another 20, 2020 release. Um, it's There's a theme emerging. <laughs> it, well, like I said, I wasn't looking for all. No, it was all accidental. There's some good music come, music come out in uh, 2020. Um, so this is Anushka Shankar and Alev Lenz. Oh, I adore Anushka Shankar. Well, that, that's where my search started. Okay. I'm a big fan of hers anyway. But then it led to this collaboration. I was like, oh, yes, let's okay. put that in. Yeah, nice. Um, it's really nice. I'm new to a Lev Lens, but uh, like a newly converted fan. So um, let's, let's have a bit of a background then. Yeah, so, well, for, uh, Anushka Shankar, she began studying the sitar and Indian classical music from the age of nine under the intense tutelage, apparently. You might know the of name. Of her dad, Ravi yeah. Shankar. Yeah, so he's pretty famous. I imagine there's a lot of very influential and famous musicians in that around her circle, whole youth. Because you imagine growing up I know, around I mean, that. That's amazing. Crazy, isn't it? You don't really need to go to school. Just hang around there and just absorb it I know, because it says, like, begin studying age nine, but actually, you know, you'd it's be immersed there. in yeah, it. Yeah, you'd want to be involved. Well, you wouldn't have a choice. <laughs> it's <laughs> just been... I imagine have a choice, it. but... Uh, just everywhere you go. So from that, anyway, she made her professional debut at 13. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. And (laughs) I remember doing my like piano recitals at that age, but they're probably nothing in comparison to what I was thinking of where I was at at 13. (laughs) I think I still just wanted to play outside, I ain't got time for piano, yeah, anyway. Uh, and then she began touring worldwide with her dad at 18, yeah. Uh, And then over the years, she's kind of moved more from purely Indian classical to merging it with all kinds of electronic and ambient. Yeah. Just loads of like a whole melting pot of sounds, mm. but with that classic, gorgeous sitar sound that oh, she is, does so well. Yeah. She makes it sing. It sounds like a voice. And yeah. that is just, oh, that's what I love. Um, she's also collaborated with Herbie Hancock, Patti Smith, Rodrigo e Gabriela, mm, the Dalai Lama. Wow. I mean, endless list um but so this track oh uh, yeah sorry and then Alev Alev Lenz is a Turkish German Grammy nominated record producer singer songwriter and composer um but aside from all of the official blurb she does kind of these gorgeous like vocal soundscapes and just you know really nice vocal vibes and things like that so the two pair really well together I think um and so the track we're going to feature is In This Mouth um and it's yeah it's just gorgeous there was a nice uh story about it actually um so according to anushka again straight from the horse's mouth on yeah. her own blog um her and alev tried to create a very safe and gentle space to create which was very different to any other recording she said mm. or writing experience she'd had before so i don't know what kind yeah, of that makes me sad i know i wonder whether that... there's a lot of pressure maybe this was something they would start started out like as a bit of a pleasure just a f- uh, creative for outlet fun, yeah. yeah maybe i don't know but i mean it makes me wonder oh, what were your other recording experiences like because there's, al- there's always a little bit a, a bit of an element of pressure i suppose maybe i don't know i don't know well mm. she goes on to say that the reason they tried to make it this gentle space was a lot to do with the fact that they were both single mothers working around sort of new parameters in their lives and what it meant to try and work from home mm. around their children. So I think they were actually doing stuff. It was created. Oh, yeah. So they went on to say it was created during COVID. Right. Um, right. And all, well, the, that- all the musicians recorded alone. Whereas I think she's used to recording 
like feeding a off whole other band and feeding off each other yeah um also make maybe makes a little bit more sense when they talk about trying to create a safe and gentle space if you imagine like go back to when it was all kicking off it was kind of a bit of a stressy yeah yeah definitely environment so you probably but that's need the external to... world which everyone experienced i think they were also both experiencing this within the personal, recording world um new changes in the lives of being single mm. mothers and dealing with all of that i think that was on part top of, of everything else yeah yeah and and juggling you're looking after your kids and then trying to still be this personal creator and then i think she i didn't mm. write it down but so don't quote me on this but i think i read somewhere that anushka said at one point she felt kind of jealous or envious of her friends who didn't have kids because mm. they were like oh covid's great i've got like three albums i've just pounded yeah. out i'm so inspired mm. whereas she was struggling to find time to be creative because actually as a parent you've probably lost that free time because kids aren't at school well just um, trying to suddenly yeah. have to understand the 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 curriculum yeah, and, and deliver it, it. <laughs> especially as apparently i mean i'm not a parent but apparently they've changed maths yeah i didn't even maths. understand the original <laughs> old maths so yeah. whatever this new maths is maybe i'd get it i don't know uh, <laughs> so, yeah i imagine that's pretty stressful um and then as an e extra factor on it so this track featured on it's kind of on two so it came out on an ep love letters but then it was also put on Love Letters PS and Love Letters PS included some tracks that didn't quite fit just songs about love. Mm. They were a bit more about other stuff. Okay. So it was like an extension. That's the full album. Um, and for it, she features all female collaborators, oh, nice. including you know, the co-producer, co-writer, Lens, and yeah. loads of like... Really nice. Because she was like, someone told her, Oh, you're like the only leading person in your field. And she's like, no, that's not true. Yeah. There's loads of amazing women in my field. So she was creating a platform to lift. flipping well use them. Yeah, yeah let's get cool. them all out there and do it. So, I like that. I yeah, like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's listen to this gorgeous track. Just just let this one wash over you because it is It beautiful. is amazing. As soon as it's just that first note of the sitar oh, when it comes yeah. in, it's real. And, really... and uh, Liv's voice. Oh. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Um so this is In This Mouth by Anushka Shankar featuring a level end. My name feels safe in your mouth I like the way you call it out a baby bird upon your tongue caressed beloved A baby bird upon your tongue caressed beloved Can I call for you can I cry out can I call you
Does your name feel at home in this mouth? In this such nice textures it's such a i don't know a feel mm. from that it is something really quite special they've just she's just uh, anushka's just done a really nice track with uh, a rujaf tab as well oh, she? and that yeah. is just gorgeous yes <laughs> so, oh my gosh i think that's what got me looking for any anushka shanka stuff um i wanted more yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it is though and with that we're going to give you a little bit yeah, more, we'll give you a bit more. Um, you can't you can't just like throw in a track like that and then not sort of continue it a little bit before we go to the next collaboration we and have to sort of yeah and a slightly a different flavor this next track so it's from that same release so this is love letters ps which is the well, not that, quite yeah. just love songs a little bit of something else that didn't fit in still mm. released in 2020 featuring a lens um and it's called bright eyes 
it's just got some tasty percussive groove underneath mm. and kind of a a nice looping hook that comes in at the end as well it's just um it's great it <laughs> so we're going to play that one now so this is bright eyes Harmonies just uh, leave you wanting a little bit more, but we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to change <laughs> the pace a little bit now, slightly less atmospheric, and also changing the year, not a 2020. What? This is a 2017 release. Breaking all the rules now. <laughs> no, the rules I didn't <laughs> mean to what? set. 2017. 2017. Okay, so we're going back to 2017. And, and this is an epic kind of super group lineup Ooh. of a collaboration. Um, so this is Sophie and Stevens. Bryce Desner, yeah. Nick Amuli, wow. and James McAllister okay. for the collaborative album project Planetarium. And the track we're going to feature is Jupiter. That sounds like a nice... That's uh, a massive lineup, that, isn't it? I was going to say that's a nice group. Yeah, what a lovely coming together of artists. So I think they initially came together in 2012 okay. um, well. as part of a kind of planetary concert experience. Uh, that sounds in nice. The Sydney Opera House. I know. And I Ooh, looked at the even um, better Sydney Opera House. Okay. I looked at the <laughs> pictures of it and stuff, and it it looked like it would have been an amazing gig. It had all visuals and stuff. They're as well. the ones you that really I think have an impact. You know, when it's some sort of a you know a multi arts experience. It's yeah. visual. It's auditory. It's everything. You know, it's a full on oh I know. sensory overload. That's yeah. nice. I think I think that would have been quite special. Um, but we haven't. We yeah, we it. didn't. We, we didn't get to see it. <laughs> But oh. it did mean, so then later on, they ended up actually doing a recording and, and putting that out as an album. So it's kind of like a concept album. It's all about different planets and, and they've gone deep into mythology and stories mm. around them. So um, carried that theme on a little bit. Yeah. So uh, for Jupiter, for the one we're going to play, um, they kind of were playing around with the ideas that, hey, it's the largest planet in our solar system which is named after Jupiter, the king of the gods in the Roman mythology. Well, I didn't know that. No, I'm not sure I knew that, really. Isn't it funny? You just learn your little rhyme for it, and then you just accept that, oh, that's just what it's called. <laughs> I, I haven't actually looked into why any of the planets are called what yeah. they're called. So that's what it is. Oh, um, there you go then. And apparently that's also often referred to as father, which they also utilise in the song. So it kind of then personalises it a bit as if you're talking about your dad, but they're also you know talking about a god and planets so you really you really like i've done research i, yeah, I do my no, research like no I, I feel really enlightened from that i yeah. no, and it's just hilarious that i've never even considered questioning why it's, why it's called that yeah, that's right. blowing uh, your mind hole yeah, great that's, that's good stuff yeah. um i also found I've a sophian stevens <laughs> factoid oh okay fun fact um so he wrote and recorded his debut solo album, A Son Came, in his final semester at Hope College in 1998. Wow. 
which was then released in 1999. Hmm. And the whole thing was recorded on a four track. What a good career then. Literally what a great start. I wish I'd have done that. I know. I wish I'd have made the most of that time. I was having too much fun. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> Playing outside in the sunshine? Getting, I know. <laughs> getting me. You know? He's so flipping prolific. He puts the rest <laughs> of us to shame. Can you slow down, please? Yeah. Uh, right. Let's play. Are we going to play Jupiter then? <laughs> yeah, we're going to play Jupiter. So, this yeah. is a... It's, it's an epic track. I think it's like seven minutes long and we're just going to let the whole thing play because yeah. this is a podcast yeah. and we Not, can. Yeah, no time constraints. <laughs> so this is Jupiter by the Supergroup. The Supergroup. Is that what they're actually called? No, no. I just didn't want to say all the names again. Oh, okay. All <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. Jupiter.
father of light, father of death. Give us your wisdom, give us your breath. Some who says that Jupiter is the loneliest planet. Red, right eye, put in its place. Under your foot, carpenter's cave. Some of death says Yeah, that love end, that outro that ending is just oh yeah the orchestration is something else isn't it the brass on the end there that's, oh, and you like, can never get enough of brass and the distortion the elements that they add in too is yeah. just so very very nice i do think like <laughs> with that track it's it's hard to tell like who's done what i think apart from like you, you know yeah Sophie and steven's voice you'd always recognize yeah, you can tell that, that's so him. Like <laughs> but other than that like i wonder who put in what elements i think it's probably been quite a melting pot of ideas and mm. you can hear it can't yeah you? i was going to say because it goes on quite a journey throughout the song there's journey. like a few different little sections yeah um but yeah, yeah the the brass at the end steals the show for it me, does that for me too. <laughs> i could it's listen amazing. to that bit on loop to be honest oh, yeah yeah, um, it's very nice. So, finish rounding off the show. We've got a gorgeous track by a personal favourite artist of ours. That um, so the artist is Nairi. Uh, we'll talk about the collaboration in a minute. But so I, I was searching for a Nairi track because yeah. I partic- we particularly love her. We featured her on a podcast of our own called The Dajum Club Presents. We, yeah, featured a track called Three, which is really nice. Oh, if you've not gorgeous. heard it, you should go check it out because it is really good. Gorgeous vocals um, on that, and that's a more recent release of hers. I was going back into 
like one of her early albums mm. in 2013 okay. for this one. Wow, that's cool. So it's really nice track. The track is called Ordinary and uh, she's collaborated with Brian Campo and Alana Stone who are both Australian based musicians with their own you know things going on but they've all come together for yeah. this and it's... and i think nairi's papua new guinean is she yeah so if you don't if you're unfamiliar with nairi and her music she's a papua new guinea born australia based r&b and future soul singer songwriter nice yeah nice. that's very succinct i did take that straight off the yeah, thing. That was, <laughs> but, cool, yeah that kind of says it all what I didn't know oh, when, until then. I was researching this little fun fact was that she was a semi-finalist in the 2004 Australian Idol. No, 2004. The, so the yeah, that was season. So this is all like pre-X Factor, wasn't it? Like Australian yeah. Idol. Is it that, was early, is early right? days like of, yeah. of, the, of that program format, I guess. And what, she was a semi-finalist? She was a semi-finalist and that was the second season, so... Well, you know mm. what they say about the winners though, don't you? That it's bad luck to win, so actually, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> so that's obviously... Done, done all right yeah. yeah well it's cool um so this is the closing track of her debut album and i found a nice uh, story about it actually so in 2013 she contacted a jazz pianist also from australia who now lives in china or japan i think it was i'll come to that in a minute um he's a jazz pianist and producer called aaron chulai uh she emailed him and the email said i'm just going to quote her because i just think it was it's better coming from her. Uh, hey, man, I just really love what you do. Can I come over to Japan and hang out with you a bit and write some music? <laughs> That's amazing. How cool is that? That's very forward. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I was so inspired by it. I just thought, yeah. Wow. I mean, we tend to put out feelers like that ourselves. But yeah, sometimes you never know, do you? No. And what was and he the... agreed. Well, there you yeah. go then. And That's so cool. she, she went out there, spent two weeks working together. And, and this was the result, along with... Brian Campo and Alana Stone's contributions as well, which I presume came a bit later. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I, I had no idea about that. Uh, yeah. That's that is so like Bold, refreshing. Isn't it? Yeah, but really refreshing. I mean, I obviously think... they've got this connection. So he's oh. Aaron Chulai is also from Papua New Guinea oh, and okay. lived in Australia. So he's got Papuan, Chinese, Polish, and Jewish ancestry. No, so he's nice. a little melting pot of his own. Isn't yeah. He? Um, so they, they, so but they didn't know each other. I don't think they knew each other. She knew of him. Apparently, she was a fan. Okay. And probably because they come from the same kind of background. Yeah, but still to be. So they, but it's like a lead-in. We've got yeah. that connection. Yeah, but like, if that's hey, literally. I'm from Papua New Guinea <laughs> and I live in Australia. How about we do this? But she just didn't even it, talk well, about that. Well, just I don't know. In. Yeah, was that the first email or was there any sort of lead up like, oh, my, I'm Irene? Well, I don't know, but from... that's how it read. That was the email that, that's that it so started funny. with and this was according to her. I would like it if that was it. If that was just it, it was just like, hi. I mean, how can you, <laughs> I how like can you disagree? It? I really can love I what you do, kind of work with you. But yeah, it's just the fact that he's in Japan, it makes it all that more of a journey to get this thing going. But. But, great outcome. I was going to say that this track that we're going to play, so it's called Ordinary. It is really special. It's so not ordinary, is it? It's yeah. such a like, beautiful track. And honestly, it's a really nice closer, I think, for. There's for some gorgeous harmonies on there, which I think is Brian and Alana mixed with Nairi. Mm. I think that's the contribution there. Mm. And it's so smooth. Mm. It's lovely. Um, so this is the last track as well. We are Adam and Paula from the Daydream Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice Podcast. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.
If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.